Hello and welcome to the formal review. Today, we will be looking at the 2019 film, Captain Marvel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the review. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 39 of the formal review. Now before I get started, I do want to say that there may be some spoilers going into this review, but I do my best to try to keep the review fairly vague, so not to ruin the movie for you. However, I do suggest you go watch the film prior to hearing what I have to say about it, so you get the full feel of what I'm saying. However, if you really don't care about that, keep listening. Captain Marvel is a superhero film based Marvel Comics character Carol Danvers, also known as Captain Marvel. It is the 21st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU, and it was written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, with Geneva Robinson Doyle also helping with writing. It stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Juman Hansu, Lee Pace, Lashana Lynch, Jeremy Chan, Anna Benning, Clark Gregg, and Jude Law. This film takes place in 19. 1995, starting off in Far From Earth, where the Kree and Skull were battling for galactic supremacy, each with taking on as many losses and wins, and while on a mission to recover a spy, the Kree's elite military unit Star Force, who is made up of Veers, played by Larson, Bron Char, Minerva, Atlas, Korath, played by Hansu, and Von Rogue, played by Law. They find themselves fighting against a group of Skulls, who are led by Talos, played by Mendelssohn. The Skrulls somehow capture Veers and try to look into her memories because at this point she does not remember really who she was prior to be working with the creep. She has been told she has been born Crete, but she has memories of a different life. And eventually, when members of the Cree and her find themselves landing on Earth, things go out for a change and she finds out who she was prior to becoming part of the Cree and their military unit, Star Force. The direction is fairly decent. Taking this film and putting it into the 90s, I do feel really made this film a little bit more nostalgic, at least for me, and how that was used for comedy because of this fish out of water story. You have this person who's used to all this extreme high tech coming into the 90s and working with dial-up internet, CD-ROMs, which and that is high tech. I was honestly expecting floppy disk, but working with these extremely slow technologies, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And the direction here is essentially combining a sci-fi adventure with a spy thriller while also looking at a character. And I think that's a very complicated triad of film genres that can be hard to tackle. While I'm not saying in this film that they do it perfectly in all aspects, I do think that there's enough on all three to keep this film fairly entertaining. The music here really works well because this film is obviously a woman focused and you have these woman heavy bands of the 90s and they fit well into the film. You don't have to be a fan of these people to understand the concepts and why they're in there. And the origin story for this character really was done well because this is a character that for the most part, a lot of people don't really know about. At least for me, I didn't really know much about Captain Marvel. I wasn't a big reader of her comic book. So this was very interesting to me to really kind of look into and understand who she was and how much she can add to the overall MCU. Now I do want to say that I think that the message of her 
character is a very strong one. She is somebody who has been told to control your emotions by these really strong entities. And that is a really feminist message that worked well. And I really liked the arc of her story in that aspect of her learning who she really was and her then fighting for who she was against these people who are essentially pushing her down. Aside from that, that Brie Larson as Danvers does a good job. I really liked her as this character. She is cocky at times, but she is also really chill at times as well. And she has some of her snarkiness comes off, especially when she works with Samuel L. Jackson. Their chemistry on screen is some of the best chemistry in the entire MCU. And yes, that goes for romantic interests as well. I love their chemistry. It was a lot of fun seeing them work together in this film as this buddy cop type of film. I love that. And this goes into speaking some of the really, really good anti-aging processes of the film. And working with a younger version of Nick Fury was really cool. I liked learning about who he was prior to becoming this high-end S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And sometimes the CGI for him looked really good. One thing I did really enjoy about the film was Ben Mendelsohn. I honestly thought he was a scene stealer. I really liked how they went into his story and honestly the overall story of the scrolls. They thought their storyline was really cool. And honestly, you have to love Goose. I think Goose was another scene stealer, frankly. Now where the CGI I think kind of faltered a little bit was when they tried to do Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson. There were times where the anti-aging was really noticeable. And that's just a very tiny flaw, but unfortunately this film does have a lot of pacing issues. There's a few scenes where a lot of dialogue. While I get that is a good character moment and good dialogue between characters, nothing was happening. They were just telling you everything about these characters and I was waiting for something to happen. So I felt bored at times, but when the action goes, it looked really cool. Right, this is where I'm going to go into a little bit of a heavy spoiler. But honestly, if you know this going in, you're going to not know anything new if you've already watched all of the other Marvel movies, which is why I'm going to talk about it. But if you don't want to listen to that, only fast forward to around the 715 mark and then continue on and you can listen to what my final review is, but I, you've been warned. With Jude Law's character, you're trying to care about his relationship with Captain Marvel, and I, while they don't really go into it that much, I feel that their relationship wasn't great, and I did feel the ultimate reveal wasn't a really big surprise. I knew he was gonna be evil, and honestly, the main reason is is because they were Kree. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you know who the Kree are. You know that the Kree aren't good people. They've been villains in the MCU before, so why would I think that I'm going to have to care about these characters? You know Captain Marvel is gonna become an Avenger. We know she's a good person. Okay, we know that the Kree have fought some members of the Avengers. How are we not supposed to know that they're going to be eaten? I saw that coming. And then once they showed Ronin from Guardians, well, there you go. And then later they tried to make this big surprise that Jude Law's character really was the person who was trying to kill Danvers' mentor. I'm sorry. That was an extremely weak surprise. 
So for those who have fast forward, essentially what I said is the big reveal at the end of the film was not really that big of one. And I do think one of the arcs of the film that doesn't go in very well is looking how Carol Danvers figures out her power. You kind of assume at this point that she has all these powers and is really strong, but you don't see her learning how to use these powers very well. They could have shown her trying to learn it a little bit more and she was essentially learning them within the fight. And my issue with this is not the fact that I really had a problem with her knowing the powers because she obviously had a lot of training in the six years with the Kree. So she has been using these techniques, but I felt that there were moments where in this film where she was using a technique that she hadn't seen before. So we didn't really get to see how she learned how to use it and then she just uses it. One thing also is with the characters. I feel Maria Rambeau, her character could have been used so much more. I love how she was a character with no powers, but she was still a pretty badass of a woman. I loved her character, but I wish she did more in the film. I'm hoping that they use her more, especially if who her daughter ends up becoming and how they allude to that. I think that that was a really interesting. There is some issues with continuity in the other MCU films, and why we're focusing on this film so much so is not really an issue. I think really trying to capture 100% continuity honestly in the entire MCU is going to be difficult. It's not going to always be perfect and I think trying to focus on this film just because we can is an issue honestly. I don't think we should focus on just this film. I think that there has been other issues with continuity and this isn't the only film. And at the end of the day this is a good film. They do a good job with the character. I think Brie Larson does a fantastic job as Captain Marvel. Samuel Jackson's great and Ben Mendelsohn is the scene stealer. I think the comedy works well and I think that how this film really plays homage to Dan Lee both in the normal cameo and intro in the film I think is fairly touching. When it comes to comparing it to the overall MCU I'm not gonna say that this film is the best one in it. That's for sure. I'm not gonna say it's the worst either and I think that people really trying to make this film worse than it is is a bit of the problem. It's really not that bad. I really think that it's a fun film and they tell a good story. I honestly would compare this film to Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. Doctor Strange, obviously his very own, very own creativity when it comes to special effects. And I think Ant-Man obviously has a really good, also when it comes to special effects, this has a really good message. I think that that makes it unique in itself is the message because it's the message we haven't done in the MCU. So in that aspect, it is unique. Like I said though, this movie isn't the best film in the overall MCU, but it's still entertaining and they do a really good job. So at the end of the day, I would rate this movie four out of five bow ties. And let me know what you thought. Hit me up on social media. My URL is all the same. It's at the formal review. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also check out Box Office Buzz. I do some retrospective reviews on there. You can hit them up for pretty much any type of multimedia news. You have movies, music, video games, TV shows, everything. I want to thank everyone for tuning in once again. I really appreciate everyone listening. I really do this for you all. Seeing the amount of people who listen, that really does lift my spirits. I wouldn't be doing this if you all weren't listening. So I really thank you all for supporting me in that nature. And for those who want to support on a financial basis, you can go to anchor.com forward slash the dash formal dash review and click support this podcast. As with all reviews, there is music in the background because I'd like to bring in the attention to the music. And this episode has music from the Captain Original Motion Picture soundtrack composed by Pinar Toprak and was released by Hollywood Records on March 8th, 2019. Until next time, I'll see you at the movies. Take care, everyone.
Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Formal Review. We hope you'll join us again.